Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, welcome back to a Monday episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. And I think you were going to have a really, really nice episode for you guys today. Uh, we've already got a lot of messages. There was a good dialogue in the Luca Nation Vintage Group today kind of a little macro you know or kids you know hard days work like i used to do it they don't do that anymore now they just deposit on robin hood and they try to gamble with their way to millions so that was a little conversation people have said good one, yesterday's, man. yeah yesterday's episode was uh, all-time favorite for some of our community members and we appreciate that feedback uh by the way we're expanding the team we're growing we're evolving much to the excitement of my co-host. He's always pushing me, saying, Andrew, we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. So here we are <laughs> making a, a plea to our Luca Nation community, you know, creators, talent, videographers. You know, we're growing this into a Luca Nation network. So if anyone's interested or, you know, a friend that might be interested, whether that's for a month, a year, uh, just wants to talk cards, make interesting content and be a part of an awesome team. We're always looking for you guys and you're going to love the rest of our team. Some of the funniest, most charismatic cats out there. <laughs> Well, oh, listen, spell that out, man. Spell that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Charismatic. I'm my own. I'm my C-H-A-R. own. You've got people listening to this and, and what you should be thinking, close your eyes and think of what your Instagram avatar looks like. But what would it look like with orange tiger stripes wrapped around that avatar? So but that's the key, guys. That's, that's, that's what Andrew is saying, right? And it doesn't matter what it may be, right? You know, people come on as guests and then they reach out to us right after. It's like, how do I get, how do we become a part of this? Right. So we are growing. Andrew's 100 percent right. And no matter what, no matter he he pumps the brakes on me more than you guys would realize. I am a dreamer. I mean, you guys could tell this from from the way I talk. I'm a dreamer. I'm from the Ray Dalio, you know, Gary V school. Like, I just want to like my head's in the clouds. I just think you can put it out there and I'm going to win no matter what. I mean, you guys know this. I drink the kombucha. I eat the avocado toast. I mean, Andrew is the one who's got his, he's got his feet firmly planted on the ground and he's always pulling me back. I got all these, you know, pie in the sky ideas. And one of those ideas is, you know, there are a lot of people out there who, uh, you know, who, who are going to hire folks who are going to, you know, who are going to expand that way. We have the greatest network in the world. Uh, it's Luca nation. I mean, we talk to people, people message us. We got lawyers, we got doctors, we got coaches, we got teachers, we got EMTs, we got nurses. We got, it's amazing we have, you know, and, and we want to hear from every one of you. You know, we love having the Instagram groups, but you know, if you are somebody who is an aspiring videographer, you know, you want to make content that way. You want to do post-production on videos. You know, it's funny. Do you remember our first video ever on YouTube. You remember who put that one out there? It was Yamwax. Yamwax. So you just reached out. We reached out and he said, hey, I could do this. It's amazing, you know, the talent that's out there in, in Luca Nation. If you listen to this, before we get into our standard episode, and I'll try to be, you know, not as uh, Ponzi scheme <laughs> cage as that I was yesterday, right? But, but I, you know, if you listen to this and you think, hey, you know, I love this guy's content. I love being part of Luca Nation. I'd like to try my hand at, you know, this, or, you know, I do some video editing and, you know, why the heck not? You know, you want to come on an episode? We can do that too. I mean, there's, you know, we, we really do feel like we are building the best 
network in the world here, Luca Nation. And there is no Luca Nation without you guys. And I'm talking to every single one of you. Everybody who's listening to this right now, you make up Luca Nation. So you want yes. you want we want full Michael Scott uh, paper company. That's it, Michael sales. Scott paper when, company. When Michael Scott shows shows the office, he used to be the top salesman. You want full Michael Scott sales pitch there. I just That's think it's it, cool. Man. I well, just listen, think it's cool what we're building. I, I got a million names of paper companies. If Michael Scott Paper Company fails, I can just come <laughs> okay. about another one. <laughs> I have no shortage of names. <laughs> no shortage of names. <laughs> uh, no, I hope you guys have been cashing because. Kevin Durant cards, up, 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 up. You even mentioned oh, like, yeah. the Golden Auctions. That was the biggest winner. Oh, all yeah. those Kevin Durant cards hitting, not just all-time highs, almost like 2X what they Ridiculous previously highs. sold for. So Durant, and, and I called it, you know, just a few weeks ago when I said, you know, buy the, the white border one, uh, 2007 tops. He has, has the black border. Honestly, with Durant cards, I, I don't even think you missed the boat. Listen, these really are long episodes. I want you to toot your own horn a little bit. Because you don't do, do it. Well, you yesterday don't do you said I toot my own horn too much. No, to me you do because you tell me how great you are all the time, which is great. But our audience should hear it more. I tell everybody about my wins and, and all this great stuff. But I think it's fair to say that if you went back and put our plays head-to-head against one another and you put you know the same amount of money into them, I think your plays would, would well outpace mine, especially with all the Kobe stuff. The hero stuff has come back to, down to earth. But I'm going to give you – I'm going to give I you did an told people to sell. And you told yes. people to sell it. So times. I'm going to say if a few people times. actually listened to that and they weren't just holding Hero throughout, I would say, that, you know, so so take a victory. Not line, everything man. is Let's a huddle. Not everything is huddle. Not everything is top shot. Not everything's top shot moments for nudes, which, by the way, I Dude. am taking. Ish just Smith. anyone wants to know. <laughs> Ish Smith. Yes, I will Ish take Smith. Ish Smith for nudes. Hey, uh, <laughs> dude, I don't discriminate. No, but uh, I mean, I'll tell you, I went on eBay the other day. I looked at the Kobe tops at 50. The PSA 9, that sold for $5,000, $4,600. That was a $1,200 card when I first talked about it. All Kobe stuff the, went through the roof. Is that the chrome border or the paper border? Paper border, the foil paper at the border, 50th. Wow. Yeah. It, it was a $1,100 card. It even fell below 1000 for a minute there. And you could have bought Raw. You could have bought the PSA 9. But I see one listed right now on eBay for $19,999. Obviously, that's, no one's going to buy it for that price. So but what? That's a PSA 9 of the PSA silver 9. border? The yeah, silver border because NBA your, your 10 just sold for, what, 40 45 40. Yeah. 40 I mean, what's a PSA 9 if a PSA 10 sells for 40 8 7 Yeah. 6 Yeah. Uh, so that was a no-brainer. The PSA 9, all, it's cool. All of Kobe's cards, not just the 10s have flown. I would actually say that the 9s have appreciated more than the 10s, which is kind of Yeah, because they're comical. more approachable. They're, you know, they're, there's better liquidity on that. The 10 on that, 50, what we said there's 68 of them. It just doesn't come up for sale as much. Yep. I think what's cool, guys, I'll give you a little macro thing here. Um, Janet Yellen, the lady who's in charge of the Fed, Berkeley grad, and this is what is going to happen with this stimulus package, okay? And it's going to be different from previous stimulus packages. They're realizing that helicopter economics doesn't work. You can't just trickle down money into the banks and the banks give it to you. Now they're going to direct deposit right into your bank account. And what you're going to see is the beginning of hyperinflation. You're going to start seeing that. And you saw it, right? 1200 bucks. They're saying every uh, U.S. citizen is going to get that? Uh, people who make under $150,000 households. Gotcha. Yeah. So not every, but point taken. 
Anyway, you've never got a stimulus people... dollar, so I don't <laughs> want to say every every U.S. citizen. None of this stimulus has found its way into Cage's bank account. Let me tell you that. What do you consider top shot? But I think we're. <laughs> I literally think that we're just Dude, in the beginning. I think this I think is the you third said or fourth top shot. You meant to say dibs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check out dibs. My my uh, profile just got approved. The point is, you're going to see more spending, more gambling, more whatever we call it than ever before. Now, I'm not saying that we're, you know, in the first inning, but I'd say we're in the third or fourth inning. And I think what's a cool play, and this is going to be my play here today, is fractional shares. I think you're going to see insane record prices for very iconic low pop cards. I'll throw the Jordan PSA 10 in the Fleer into that category, even though I think that is a manipulated card. And I don't think that a PS a pop 300, maybe 350 by the time this is all said and done is necessarily the best card to invest in at this price point. But I would say right now, if you've been waiting to get into fractional shares, I think it's the time. And I did it for myself. I got the 1939 Ted Williams play ball card, uh, PSA eight. It was 32,000 bucks. I put 500 bucks in. And here's my play. Here's how I would play it. You could find your own iconic cards on there. I wouldn't go modern. I would go iconic. I'd go vintage. I'd go low pop. I'd go very desirable. And I would worry less about, you know, like I could put a thousand bucks into a Dwayne Wade and get a ton more shares, or I could put like, you know, a hundred bucks into a Mickey Mantle PSA 8 uh, tops rookie. I would go as iconic as it comes. And I would use that investment to feed future investments because i i don't think there's anything that's more of a sure thing right now cage than low pop iconic cards i literally don't know what's more sure of an investment than those cards they haven't moved as much as the other cards and they're does it matter on the sport you know there are people out there who say baseball doesn't move like basketball moves you know do you care you know if it's baseball it's gotta be like real iconic like top 10 players of all time iconic or I think so. This is depends on kind of your risk tolerance, right? Like on the Bro Namath episode, he said be ahead of the curve. So baseball hasn't moved yet, right? Yep. It's not that baseball doesn't move, it just hasn't moved yet. So you can be ahead of the curve. I think vintage baseball, Honus Wagner, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, pre-1960 cards are gonna be the ones to move next. I just personally do. I don't think you could go wrong with those cards because it's not necessarily the card. It's not necessarily the player. It's more so the art and iconic and the story. Well, listen, it. be, be, be careful with it. Right. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, and this is funny because our bingo board, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll distribute the bingo board on this week's email, you know, our newsletter for our website. Maybe we, we can get permission from the creators of the bingo board and we'll distribute it as the, you know, the bingo board. They would say, we agree. We agree with each other. Great play. They say great play after, after all plays. So, so I like the fractional deal, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys a conversation I had with Gary V when I posted a bunch of my old uh, baseball cards, you know, my vintage baseball cards. And one of them was a Yogi Berra 1948 uh, Bowman uh, rookie in PSA nine. Right? I think this 110 owned by the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I think there were nine at the time, maybe 10 nines. So we're talking about like the highest grades and the lowest pop of, of somebody who has won more championships than, you know, anyone in baseball. And, you know, it's one of the iconic names. And you know what he said? He said, sell it quick for basketball. And so, so, and it wasn't really that he had a problem with you. Rightfully Barrow. so, that was two years ago though, right? 
It was. It was two years. And but but what's funny is that card was sold to get the money for the Michael Jordan card. So how right was Gary? Uh, that was part of the deal that I sold a big deal to get the money for my 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 Jordan. But so so, I guess what I'm saying to you is, I also sold the Hank Aaron rookie card at that time, which I think might be a mistake. There's a difference between and and I think this is what you're saying, right? Iconic, low pop, high end of the guys with stories. Your Ted Williams, you know Babe Ruth, if you if you got fractional on that, Hank Aaron, Yogi Berra, unless you're like a huge Yankee fan, he doesn't fit that category. Even though it's iconic and it's low pop and the whole deal, so so you know I think what you're saying is is 100 right with baseball and and with basketball, I guess to to a certain degree, you don't want to be buying like you know Ray Allen cards. You know you want to make sure that you're buying that iconic stuff. That's but, but that's but that's actually the exact point. Right now, people are being priced out of the really high end cards, so they are going for Ray Allen. They can't afford a LeBron, so they're like, I'll get a Ray Allen logo, right? Yep. Because that's a two. But I would say instead of doing that, go on collectible, go on rally, and uh, get a little bit of a percent share of an iconic card versus gambling on third tier players. That's exactly yep. what I'm saying. Yep. And I'm saying use that money and that, like turning your 500 into 1,200. It seems innocuous. I always use that word. I think I use it wrong all the time, but I don't care. But I think it's a big deal, especially if you do, you know, five, six, seven of those trades. You don't even have to sell because you know that you're already in profit and you could start deploying other capital into maybe more risky assets. So just significant or inconsequential. It seems that, but it's not. It seems, but it adds up. Uh And here you have a short thing right in front of you and it couldn't even get easier because you don't have to buy the card. You don't have to have the card shipped to you. You just go on there. You could even buy second market shares, right? It's not just getting the IPO. You could buy the shares off someone else. So you go on there. You're like, I, I think these cards haven't moved. And this is an iconic, for example, I don't know if they have a Mickey Mantle PSA 6. Buy someone's share. That's a great bet. Less headache, more upside than a ton of other cards. And I think we haven't even considered or begun to see um, some of the premiums on uh, those fractional share cards. So that's my play. A little different. I like it. I like it. The mantle, those cards, they just don't go down. I mean, they don't go up 10x like some of the other cards, but they just don't go down. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty safe. And if you happen to catch it, the fractional might be the thing that makes them go up, make that big jump. So I, I like I like the idea. I do. I'm going to swing it in a different direction. I watched the All-Star game. And, you know, maybe maybe Conrad and I will slice this up on, on an episode, you know, of, you know, going forward. Because, you know, that NBA All-Star game was interesting. But you know what I saw in that game? And I'm not going to tell you to buy this guy's card because it's going to be as hot as, as they can be. I saw how great Steph Curry is. I mean, that dude, he can flat out ball, right? But I'm not telling you to go buy Steph Curry because everybody's buying Steph Curry. He won the three-point competition. You know, Ian was going crazy. He won it on the last shot. He won it on the money ball. You know, he was all excited. What? You know, I mean, He's so, unbelievable. Why do you I mean Curry just, doesn't get enough love? He, because he's playing with you know same time as LeBron, he's playing you know with some of these other guys. You know, I mean, he's playing at the same time as LeBron. If LeBron wasn't playing, it's kind of like you know Moogie Betts, right? If there was no Trout, everybody talking about how Betts is one of the goats of all time, right? So, 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 my my play on it though is while everyone's looking at Steph, I thought to myself, what's a good play on Steph going forward, on Steph's success going forward that people aren't making now? I thought to myself, Clay. why isn't that's my boy. So I'm thinking to myself, Wiseman's going to be better next year. Steph's going to be fantastic. 
the team's all right. He might take them to the playoffs. He might not. They're probably going to get a decent chip, you know, in the draft because even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to go any, any place that far. They'll probably get a decent player. They'll probably have to sign somebody. Um, you know, it's a team that when Clay comes back next year is going to make some noise again, right, in the West. LeBron will be a year older. You know, who knows? Maybe he'll trade for Luka at the time. You know, maybe it'll be LeBron, Giannis, and Luka. Um, what if he retires when he loses to the Nets this year? I mean, Blake Griffin really puts them over the top. So, but, but more, more importantly, right. I mean, um, I think clay is ridiculously cheap right now. I saw, I I was looking, I don't want to misquote, right. I was looking at the clay Thompson prism. I mean, you want to get an RPA, you get an RPA. It depends how much money you want to get uh, invest in, in clay. Right. But I was looking the last, in the last month, you know, we're talking about in January and February, they're all over the place, but his PSA 10 prism has sold for as low as in the six, six and change. You know I mean? It's just, it's, it's really crazy. I've seen 700. Now more recently I see him at 1100, 1200. I see some though that are on eBay now with 1200, 1250 or best offer. And you can, you can most likely pick one of these cards up for under a thousand dollars in PSA 10. And this is a card that next year, you, you put this away now when no one's looking, you buy it in the off season, no one's looking. It is a card that is going to be double that when they are making their playoff run next year. Right. And you know what? That doesn't sound like a lot of money, right? <laughs> because everybody's used to 10 X, but this is a card that's going to have very little downside because it's already been beaten up. It's already been taken down uh, three, four, five pegs. Um, but it's a card that it's, it's not going to go down from where it is now. Right. It's an it's a rookie. It's low pop. It doesn't have the same risk that, you know, uh, you know, one of the more recent rookie cards would have the prism 18, 19, 20 prisms going to have with with 5000 of them. Not a ton of them. PSA 10 graded. And it's one that people will flock to when he's finally back and making a playoff run. So I love Clay. I know you like Clay. Um, That's my play. And I'll tell you a couple of other ways of doing it. Right. Those 2012 prism cards, they kind of have fallen a bunch. Right. So if you want something that's a little more immediate. Right, they're going to start playing again, and they're going to start playing meaningful games. If you didn't, if you weren't impressed by Steph, you could be impressed by Giannis and, and that stuff too. But how about Dame, man? Dame is underappreciated. I don't know if he's ever going to win a final, or even win a championship. He might have to team up with somebody to do it. But they're going to be playing meaningful games also. That guy's always in the MVP conversation. He's always hitting crazy shots. Always being talked about. And now I love him even more because he was talking about Top Shot, how they should Top Shot his All Star Game game winner. Hey now. Um, Dame's 2012 Prism is ridiculously cheap too. You know, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the, the, the same price range for these cards, right? I mean, I saw one sell in February for $1,190. I saw one, another one sell in February for $1,170. Now, I see some recent ones sell for $1,500, but these are not ones you have to jump on this second. There are cards that, you know, that Dame was over $3,000 during the bubble when he was doing his thing. So, you know, the card's half of where it was. Um you know, I, I'm trying to bring a couple of things here with these plays, right? Because if you don't like those, you don't want to spend that kind of money, you can always do a nine or, or find your own player. But our our value, our fun, there are not a lot of people out there telling you to go and buy fractional shares of, of all-time greats. That's a great play, right? Because what Andrew's thought is, is that you don't even have to pick the right player. The fact that you're going to get in early on fractional shares on an iconic card the fractional share market is going to cause the prices to go up. That's going to cause these iconic cards to be more, and you're going to be able to ride that wave up and be early on it. That's smart, right? I'm trying to tell you, look where other people aren't looking. 
the fractional share, there's more of them, right? People are afraid of it. People don't know it yet. I think it's a no-brainer, right? People are looking at baseball cards right now. I'm selling Tatis cards like they're going out of style. People are looking at your, your, you know, your LeBrons. You're going to make a run. People are looking at Durant because the Nets are going to win a championship. I tell you yesterday or two days ago, start investing in football cards because no one's looking there right now. Clay is a nice way to stay in basketball, but also a player that no one's looking at. And the 2012 Prisms, uh, you know, I've talked about these. If you listen to this podcast more than once, you've heard, as a set, I'm in love with. But if you go one step further, you throw the rookies from that set, forget about it. They've, they have been lumped about in. Forget about it. They've been lumped in with this more recent overpopped Prism cards, and they should not be. Right, the 2012, 2013 prisms, even 2014, 15, those those cards, they do not have anywhere near the population that the 18s, 19s, and 20s do. I'm scared about the more resources. I'm not scared about these. So you know what I'm scared about? I'm scared to ever buy or sell another card from eBay ever again. <laughs> tell so me why. I, I don't well you said I, I don't tell know me why. Hey, by the way, Ken Golden has joined us, folks. Here he is, Ken <laughs> Golden. Uh, no, dude, Ken is hilarious. I don't know how people feel about Ken in the hobby. His content is interesting. His twitching is my favorite, though. Like he's and, and when he <laughs> you mean when he goes down, live on Twitch, when he goes live on Twitch and Twitch, uh, <laughs> Twitch is on Twitch. Or when someone's spamming his comments, instead of just blocking right there, first he writes it down on a notepad, then he goes on his other phone, then he blocks you and he says block. We don't do that shit up in here. Chris uh, Hodge is live. Chris Hodge is live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I sold my Kobe Fleer fifty-two PSA ten. I sold it a month ago through my, our good friend, Mr. Probstein. That card went unpaid for for 14 days. Then it got relisted today. And I just don't get this hobby. I just don't get it. I know that happens often, but like, really, if you think about it, and you I don't have a relist from him today, too, by the way, a Mariano. Well, well it's going to happen because here I'm the buyer. I could buy something, wait to see if the market's going to keep going in my favor. If it does, I'll buy it for the price because the seller has to honor it especially a big seller like that. If it goes against me, I just don't pay. Imagine yeah. buying a stock, but not really having to we buy talk it about for it all 14 the time. days. How are they going to fix that? I mean, PWCC is trying, right? Their marketplace has no returns now, but yeah. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, but they still allow private bidders. They're eBay scummy one, PWCC scummy two. What I'm doing is just as much as possible, I think of those as gambles. I think of Top Shot as a gamble. If they could turn off the marketplace at any time and then turn and it leave on it off. at any time, it, it's a gamble. I, I can't trust that marketplace. So I'm going somewhere where I could trust my money. It's frankly that simple because what we've seen is higher end cards, the ones that shouldn't be as a pre, shouldn't appreciate it as much as the lower end gambles, actually have gone up more. So what am I here dabbling in the kiddie pool where I can be swimming with the adults? I like it. So you're going where your money is safe, and that's why you're in Mexico. Yeah, I just don't uh, like I love headaches, it, man. <laughs> oh, this card wasn't paid for 14 days ago. Let me relist it. Oh, private bidders all over PwC. Oh, Photoshop Tom Brady, $1.2 million card. We're eBay's biggest seller, but all of our big sales are off eBay. This hobby is just a calamity. But it's okay because we don't want regulation in the hobby. We, if regulation came in the hobby, it would soak up all the profits. It would be even more nonsense. Listen, I think so, there's a place for all of it, right? And I think there's a place for that for eBay too. And you're right, it's a risk. It's a gamble if you want to take it selling on eBay. But what's cool about it though, Andrew, you have to admit our hobby this year now has so many more avenues to sell so many different things. 
whether it's star stock who we'll talk about tomorrow i gotta send them more cards because i'm running out of cards in my collection i'm selling all my stuff um whether it's the fractional shares through collectible or rally or anybody else you know whether you want to go with probesteen or pwcc uh you got ebay it just there's there's a lot more i'm gonna list on star stock cage yeah, that's it. So we're Gold gonna talk card. about this tomorrow, but but since you brought it up, like yep. if I had a mid to high end card, why not at least list it on Starstock, right? You can you can list it on eBay, but you can list it on Starstock and here Starstock takes five percent and you get paid right away. And it's it's yep. an ownership. So yep. that's a no brainer. It's just a no brainer. And we'll talk about it more because we, we talked with Scott. Starstock is getting caught up on their uh on their what, what are they like the backlog, right? The intake. Yeah. The intake, that's what they call it. So, yeah, we'll talk about it more in the Starstock episode, uh, but definitely a good point. Love it. Love it, guys. Listen, we appreciate you and, and our call for, uh, you know, for, for help. It is a real one, right? We really we really love growing with Luca Nation. And if anybody out there has any interest in, you know, in, uh, what should we say, lending a hand, testing your metal, you know, trying to make some content with us, please, we'd love to have you. I think it's a blessing, man. When I played college soccer, I missed the moments of playing the games, but I also missed the locker room. And I think we have a freaking hilarious team. If nothing else, our, our content meetings are funny. They're full of ideas. They're full of banter. Cage told a story today of like a reindeer or some shit like that. So who, who even knows? It was, it, was, it was a Hanukkah story in March. Yes, I, I, have a tendon, I have a tendency to derail our content meetings. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, let us know. No, seriously, guys, we love each and every one of you. You know, some of the coolest stuff that we have, uh, you know, had happen is people reach out to us and say, you know, how do I become a part of this? And we want to encourage that more because, you know, some of the greatest collaborations we've done, some of the best guests that we have on, if you listen to this, you're like, hey, I think I could be a guest on your show. Reach out. So I will tell you, some of our guests are on our show because they sent us a message and said, I think I should be a guest on your show. We were like, why the hell not? Come on the show. So if you're out there and you want to, you know, you think you can do post-production on a video, you're out there, you think you can, you know, edit some audio, you, you're out there, you think, you know, you should be a guest on the show, reach out, man. What's the worst that could happen? We'll answer you. Thanks, everybody.